As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A Royal Caribbean vacation is all the vacations in one vacation. It's a hike that volcano, zip that zipline, surf that flowrider, cabana chilling, island hopping, sushi for lunch, lobster for dinner, ice cream all day vacation. A perfect day at Coco Cay Private Island in the Bahamas with a water slide skyscraper and hot air balloon vacation. And it's all on one Royal Caribbean vacation. Visit RoyalCaribbean.com and come see the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family, once again here on Purple Mafia, episode number 76. Today is Sunday, November the 7th, 2010. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. As Dylan mentioned at the beginning, I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. And, well, we pulled out a win today, thank God. Thank God the Minnesota Vikings pulled out a win today. Though, much to a lot of people's chagrin, Brad Childress will not be fired yet. Not yet. Um, The title of this show was going to be Childress Seeing Red. (laughs) Still, instead, it's going to be something a little more positive. So, uh, good times indeed. I'm going to try to cut it a teeny tiny bit shorter today, if I can. If I can try to eliminate some of my rambling a little bit. I'm going to try to... Some of you enjoy it, some of you don't anyway, so some of you might be happy the fact that I'm going to cut the rambling down a teeny bit, at least for the next couple weeks here, because, well, the schedule, at least today, provides me the ability to do the show today. Remember how lawn cleanups every year in November and April tend to make me disappear for three to four, up to even five weeks on, at times at, on this show or on Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild when that show is up and running again. That's on hold for now, uh, for those of you wondering. Uh, anyhow, yeah, the schedule is a little more friendly this year, despite the fact the hours are the same, but the timing's a little better now. So being I'm on second shift and all that, uh, I don't have to get up quite as early. But enough of that. Um, the Vikings did pull out a victory today, as mentioned, in remarkable fashion. Just massive, massive comebacks. Just ridiculous. Uh, very exciting at the end there, the defensive line remembered how to play. The uh, quarterback was clutch again down the stretch. <clears throat> That's the craziest part indeed. So, yeah, um, we do have one call in today. Brent Jacobson called earlier in the week. We'll get that going very soon here. Also, the deal, um, a major announcement. Purple Mafia now has a Facebook page, a Facebook page. Go in the search bar, type in Purple Mafia Show. Please click like on that page because I can't be able to tell you to say facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show until the page has 100 likes. Very, very important, you listeners out there, as soon as possible. Please look up the Purple Mafia Show page on Facebook. Look for the page and click like. That's all you got to do. Once it gets to 100 likes, I can finally be able to say facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show and uh then we're really rolling in that sense i think then the show can really start to take off on facebook i love the group i'm still gonna use it but at the same time the facebook page is going to be the main focus from here on out i encourage you to move your uh self over to the page though the group is all gonna it's gonna stay there it's not going away it's just you know it'll kind of be filtered phased more into the page so again i'm rambling already um 
That's the bit. So I mentioned we have a call-in. We are going to get to that right about now. Purple Mafia show. Playoffs? Playoffs? I just want to win a game. Another game. Playoffs? What are you talking about? Good. I tell you, at this rate, it just tank the season, rebuild with a new, either with Webb or another rookie quarterback next year, and uh, go from there, because I don't know how we can dig ourselves out of this hole. I'm not quite ready to raise the white flag on the season, but it's losing to the Packers. Excuse me while I throw up in my mouth. And then to the Patriots, where we did. I don't know that there's any resurrecting the season. Additionally, I would say this rate, let's see what Jackson can do. If he's ever going to get it, this is his best chance, because just by anywhere else or any other time, he's not going to have as many weapons as he has now. And thirdly, I say, Childress, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Goodbye. Keep up the work, Joey. Catch you next week. And I thank you for that call-in, Brent Jacobson. Always a pleasure to have you on board. Always uh, entertaining. I always love the Joey. I always love that. <laughs> always love the anecdotes. Very, very cool. Very welcome member of the show and of the Facebook group and page for Purple Mafia. Anyhow, yeah, playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's looking a little brighter than I expected, uh, especially during the... Yeah, all the way up to like halfway through the fourth quarter. It's like playoffs are beyond done. Childress is gonna hit let the not not gonna let the door hit you where the good lord splits you. Wink wink, we know where that's leading to. Um little contradictory when you say let just tank the season and not waving the white flag, so which one do you mean? Uh no no offense there. Uh that uh, I just thought I'd bring that up. Um Hey, I was ready to wave the white flag last week, and I'm sorry to say that, all of you out there, that does not make me fair weather. It makes me experienced. I've been through a hell of a lot. Brent Jacobson also, you can tell he knows a lot what he's talking about, uh, experienced as well. Anthony from L.A., all of you out there. A lot of you are pretty experienced, like Tony Coleman and Dan Doro, all, all you guys. <laughs> I'm getting a little obnoxious with naming names, but then again, I'm sure you guys like that. I'm sure you appreciate it, um, the guys I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Brad Childers not getting fired yet. Not getting fired yet, uh, much to a lot of our chagrin. Me, I'm uh, I'm leaning towards, yeah, making a change. I just hope the change is for the better. Yeah, I'm going to comment a teeny bit on Leslie Frazier. Well, I'll make it right now. I'll make it now if I can. Uh, real quick, a lot of you want Frazier to take over, but here's the thing. Frazier is kind of, yeah, he's a good defensive coordinator, I don't think he's a great defensive coordinator. He's not Mike Tomlin. He's just not. He's not as aggressive. Um, the turnovers, you know, the turnovers, the, the take ratio, if you know what I mean, take and give ratio, has never been that great with Leslie Frazier. That's not really the type of coach I want. I want somebody who's a little more aggressive, like Greg Williams. Yeah, and I know that name is sacrilegious around these parts for what he did to Brett Favre, but, hey, He's got a Super Bowl ring for a reason. It's not because he sucks. It's because he's a good coach. Um, so I'm throw that out there. That's a candidate I'd throw out there right away, Greg Williams. Um, on tanking the season, yeah. No, the way Brett Favre played today, I don't want to tank the season, obviously. I don't think you do either at this point. Um, you never know. I like the momentum going into the Chicago game. And, yeah, I'm actually being positive right now. Can you believe that? And it's not because I'm Mr. Negativity. It's because the team has been Mr. Negativity. The team has been very purple. Uh, no, very blue, not purple. And uh, the purple pants I thought were awesome. I'm going to get to that. Yeah, I, I I like that. And, of course, they're saying it's starting a new season. So they're not tanking it. Uh, yeah, I, I whatever, right? Uh, the whole Webb Jackson thing is out the window for now um, because Brett Favre played like a superstar today. He did, other than those two horrendous interceptions that he had. Brett Favre looks a lot more like he did last year for the most part. For the most part, today it was his best game as a uh, is his best game this year. Really, you really could say that. 
by far, uh, spreading the ball around. They actually spread the ball around. That's pretty amazing. But no, good point. The thought on, yeah, this is probably the most weapons Tavares Jackson's ever going to see. And uh, it's funny, the one weapon he used last week was Nafahutahi. Okay, yeah, he gave the ball to Percy Harvin for the two-point conversion, but Nafahutahi was always his favorite target because he was the closest guy to Tavares, and he was open because no one's afraid that uh, Tahi's going to beat anyone. That's why Tahi was always open enough for Tavares to throw him the ball. Oh, But no, yeah, great call in, Brent. I appreciate it very, very much. Um, just very, very cool always to hear from the man, Brent Jacobson, from Lakeville, Minnesota. So uh, with that, I'm going to take a quick break. Sorry to do it early right now, but yeah, it's just the way the schedule is. i got to run it this way. So uh, we'll be back to review the game, and then ultimately we'll review the Bears to end the show, or preview the Bears game to end the show. So we'll be right back in a few moments. And we are back once again here on Purple Mafia, episode number 76, which is a reminder for iPod users along with the Microsoft Zune and MP3 players as well. All right, well, there was a game today, that's right, and uh, let's get to the chase. Let's start reviewing that game. Yeah. Well, first, I guess, the Jets beat Detroit today. Hmm, interesting, just noticing that. <laughs> Barely. Uh, anyhow, I don't know why I'm digressing there. Let's cut to the chase. Well, first quarter came. The Vikings were wearing purple pants. Things looked, uh, well, the Vikings had to kick the ball off to Arizona. They got one first down. The Vikings were able to shut them down. Vikings get the ball back, of course. Vikings drive for a little while. Brett Favre throws an interception. Looked like a pick six. Greg Camarillo knocks the ball out. Unbelievable. Uh, that was uh, that was nice. Thank God. <laughs> knocks the ball out of uh, the Arizona defender. Arizona defender's hands. This case being Rhodes, excuse me, uh, knocked it out of the, yeah, not Camarillo, knocked it out of his hands. I don't know, is it Camarillo or Camarillo? I keep hearing both. I, I go with Camarillo still. It sounds like it's right. But even Favre called him Camarillo. But then again, it's Favre. He's from Mississippi. They don't necessarily like to pronounce names right all the time. Um, our kick returner, you think of him as uh, not much of a kick returner, you know? He, uh... Well, he likes to fair catch a lot, and he's not very fast, right? Yet he's able to run down Rhodes. Okay, he's able to run him down. He's able to run down a, a player in the secondary, which are some of the fastest players in all football. He's able to run him down. Um, okay. What? Uh, yeah, we'll take it. We will, uh, we'll take it very happily. Uh, that was, uh, that was lucky. The ball, of course, as mentioned, bounced out of the back of the end zone, touchback, and then the Vikings offense, uh, boy, responded with a lot of, whole lot of nothing. Surprise, 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 surprise. Uh, uh, we got to stay in the confines of the system. Uh, uh, well, you get the idea. Uh, yeah, Brett Favre, by the way, did stay in the confines of the system. <laughs> it sure seemed. This is about as well you could run in West Coast offense. Outside of the cruddy interceptions he threw today, Outside of some of the frustrating sacks he had to take today because of an occasional brutal assignment by Adrian Peterson, uh, Phil Lodeholt, by the way, really stepped up today. Like, surprisingly stepped up. I was very happy. Derek Anderson is nothing special. He was, his numbers actually look okay, but nothing special. You know, we'll continue, though. Man, Brett Favre was pretty freaking amazing today outside of those cruddy interceptions, though. Oh, he was pretty freaking amazing in this game. Um... By the way, we're going to also get to your tweets along with some of the Facebook page and group uh, messages. Gonna, I'm not going to, I mean, I don't want to upset some people, but I'm not going to be able to get to everything because, again, I can't do this too long, the schedule. I mean, I'm lucky I'm even doing a show right now. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, when you're working about, shucks, 70 hours a week, it's kind of hard to get the show in because the show is more, you know, yeah, it's, it's my third job. <laughs> yeah. That's just how it goes sometimes. Uh, as soon as the cleanups are done, it'll be easier. Okay, enough of that. The first quarter was a whole lot of frustration. Wondering, is this offense ever going to remember how to play? Are they ever going to remember how to play? They finally got a very solid uh, drive going, though. 
and Adrian Peterson was able to receive a touchdown. For the first time since his very first game as a Minnesota Viking, it was against another bird, this of course being the Cardinals. It was against the Atlanta Falcons. His very first game was a 69-yard reception and scamper for Tapedet. The fall wind is a fall. The autumn wind is an Adrian. Okay. Uh, yep, that was nice, and uh, he was able to get his first reception and touchdown since he became <laughs> or since his rookie game. It's not his rookie year. His rookie game. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. So all this momentum. Here we go. We score a touchdown. It's a home game. The Vikings defense is playing a lot better than it had been at the, for the last several weeks here. Well, nah, maybe not several, but. For the last couple of weeks, it's very disappointing against Green Bay. Ultra, ultra disappointing against uh, uh, New England. That was kind of a farve there. So here we go. And the best way to respond to a touchdown is to f- <laughs> is to give up a uh, is to give up a special teams touchdown on the kickoff. Oh my God! Pretty much. Yep, 96 yards to pay it for LaRod Stevens howling. That's yeah, he was howling all right. He was howling for victory. LaRod Stevens went 96 yards to pay it. And the Arizona Cardinals would prove to be a challenge for the Vikings in the Metrodome. Yes, that's pretty much about it. The Vikings did respond with another solid drive. Much to the chagrin of the Viking fans, Brad Childress did not go for it on fourth down. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? This is what I'm going to say to the fans that booed Brad Childress for not going for it on fourth and one. Shut up! That's what I'm going to say to them. Kick the field goal. This was the third week in a row that we were in this situation. Or was it the second week? I don't care. It could be the 19th week. Kick the field goal. Get a 10-7 to lead. I don't want to see 7-7. I can't deal with it anymore. It's happened too much already that we've failed on fourth down this year. <sighs> the Vikings took a 10-7 to lead, thank God. <sighs> but the frustration continues. Vikings defense not looking so great. Derek Anderson had probably his most exciting drive of the day. In fact, it was. And he was able to complete a <laughs> very strong drive. Uh... Derek Anderson and the Cardinals on the... I still can't believe Derek Anderson's the starting quarterback of the Cardinals, by the way. I just... Mm, I'm a little weird. I'm a little leery on that decision. Um, it's like... Yeah. It's like this. This is like what I thought when the when the Cardinals cut uh, Linehart. It's just... Like, what were they thinking? I'm... Uh, yeah, I was a little miffed, but then again, Matt Liner wasn't all that great either, was he? Anyhow, I continue... Paul did me. Uh, okay, now I'm doing a lot of voices already. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little wacky because I'm extremely tired yet. Uh, hyper. Okay. Yeah, he completed the pass to uh, Andre Roberts. Oh, outstanding coverage. Outstanding angle taken by uh, Hussein Abdullah and Asher Allen. Both of them tackle about as good as I do. Yeah. Sore ankles and all. They tackle about as good as I do. And Andre Roberts scampered. 30 yards to pay debt. And the Arizona Cardinals took a 14-10 to 10 lead at the end of the half. Oh, but by the way, the Vikings did have two more timeouts and about 29 seconds, 24 seconds officially left on the clock. But Brad Childers took a knee for the, I don't know, third week in a row now, I think. Um, and again, the fans are pissed off about that one. We'll just uh, we'll just leave that as is. Uh I would have liked to go for it, but at the same time, whatever. You know, whatever. The last thing we need is a pick six at the end. Um, two timeouts, though. I mean, shoot. I, I don't know. Maybe at least try to get in the field goal range. Whatever, right? So here we go. At least the Vikings get the ball to start off the second half. Oh, yeah. We got the ball to start off the second half. You can't go wrong with that. Oh, you could go freaking wrong, all right. Because Arizona kicked off. Percy Harvin was able to return the kick for 22 yards, but then before he was down, the ball came out. Or so uh, a lot of people disagree with this call, thinking that Harvin should just have forward progress, and that's the end of it. But, hey, regardless if the play on the field stands, which it did, or if it didn't, Michael Adams recovered the fumble and scored 
from the 30 yards out. And the Cardinals were up 21 to 10 before many of the fans could get back in their seats from getting refreshments or using the bathroom or whatever they do at halftime. I, I wouldn't recommend that. It's a little too crowded at halftime, I would think, but you get the idea. Walking around in a closed concourse isn't very fun either in the Dome, is it? Hint, hint to Target Field with their wonderful concourse. Um, 21 to 10. 21 to 10. Ew. Fans were pretty much like, okay, this isn't fun anymore. This just isn't fun anymore. A lot of people, well, they weren't starting to leave, but the malaise really started to take over. And we saw a lot of grinded out, boring, a whole lot of nothing football the rest of the third quarter. Missed opportunities by the Vikings again down the stretch. They'd get a cut, they'd get a first down or two, and then end up having to punt. How how exciting is that? Ah man, it just like made people a little frustrated, didn't it? Mm-hmm. It sure did. The Cardinals were able to get a strong, solid drive going, but the Vikings were able to shut it down early in the fourth quarter. Jay Feely, yeah, Jay Feely. Hmm. Yep, Jay Feely kicking the twenty-two yard field goal. Cardinals up 24-10. to 10. A lot of fans were starting to leave at this point because the Vikings offense was doing a whole lot of nothing. And I mean a whole lot of nothing. Lots of blown opportunities down the stretch. Brett Favre took the Vikings all the way to the goal line at one point. Fourth and one at the goal line. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What are we going to do? Are we going to go for it and, and hand it off to Adrian Peterson and, and get stopped at the goal line for the third time this year? No, we're going to pass the ball to Jeff Dugan, which was um, even better, I guess. It's like, what were they thinking? Uh, Jeff Dugan. Je- Jeff Jeff Dugan? I mean, what what about Nafahu Tahi? You know, at least he caught it, right? That's about, yeah. Jeff Dugan's the best we can do in a fourth-and-one situation. I mean, I understand you're desperate, and maybe he was the most open player, but, um, geez, that just got knocked away. Jeff Duke is not a guy who's really a shaky player who can get loose very easily, and he didn't. And this is when everybody, including myself, had pretty much given up. Of course, I'm going to keep watching it because I'm behind the mic here. i got to keep keep up with this sucker. Got to do that. Vikings defense, phenomenal. Just stinking phenomenal at this point. This was the moment when the Minnesota Vikings of 2010 started looking like the Minnesota Vikings should look. The Minnesota Vikings, who played with passion last year in 2000, uh, 2009, the Vikings defensive line took over. Jared Allen started playing like Jared Allen is supposed to play. He was unfreaking believable. The, <laughs> the Vikings got six sacks today, ladies and gentlemen. Six sacks today, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe that? I can't either. Six sacks by the Vikings. There was almost no sacks early on. Okay, the Vikings got one early, and then nothing again for a while. But then the defensive line showed Minnesota Viking fans and hosts, show hosts like myself, that this team isn't done quite yet. That defensive line was unbelievable. A three and out for the Eagles of epic proportions. I mean, this was a three and out, folks. Hard core. Adrian Peterson and Brett Favre went to work. Percy Harvin getting loose. Bernard Berrien, a major factor. Bernard Berrien, a major factor. That's like, that's like crazy talk. That's like foreign, you know. Bernard Berrien, a major factor. Okay, yeah, he was good against the Saints twice since he's been a Viking. Uh, once in that 2008 game with Gus Farad, he was awesome. And last year in the conference final finals game, he was very, very damn good in that game as well. But he was really good today. The same guy I called for his head after the Miami uh, Dolphins game this year. I'm not necessarily going to apologize for being frustrated. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to apologize for going almost, for even going as far as saying cut him, but at the same time, in a way, I may have been a little teeny bit too harsh, I guess. More or less thinking about the person than the player, you know, Adrian Bernard Berry and the person, you know. But, uh, hey, way to step up in a, in a situation, in an opportunity. Way to step up when you know Randy Moss is gone. When you know this team needs you so bad to perform. they dying for you to perform. And Bernard Berrien did that today. And oh my God, did he ever. 
Adrian Peterson. The ball was spread around so well, especially at this point in time, and I was just so thrilled. Adrian Peterson was able to get through <laughs> for four, y- four yards out for a touchdown and make it 24-17, and there were believers. Finally, there were some believers. The crowd actually started making noise again. There was actually noise in the dome. It was a miracle. It was beautiful because right after this, <laughs> Derek Anderson was sacked three times after this. Just unbelievable. Greenway and uh, Jared Allen, just unbelievable down the stretch here. Just phenomenal defensive approach. Just going after Derek Anderson. Nobody getting open either for the Cardinals. Not even uh, Larry Fitzgerald could not get it done. And the Vikings would get the ball once again. And Brett Favre, ladies and gentlemen, seized the moment. A lot like the San Francisco game last year, the drive, the drive returned. Ladies and gentlemen, the Vikings played clutch, clutch football down the stretch. Yes, this is the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, this is a home game. But the Vikings were not clutch against Miami. They were not clutch against Green Bay. They were not clutch against uh, New England at all, by the way. (laughs) They were not clutch against the Jets. Week in and week out, we were like, they were this close, but they couldn't get it done. They were this close, but they couldn't get it done. Could not get it done. Brett Favre got it done. He got it done. There was third down, third and six, after a frustrating uh, placing of the ball, put the Vikings at third and one. This was 25 yards out, of course. We thought the Vikings should have had a first down. The pass was to Shanko. Yeah, we're going to get to Shanko again here in about 30 seconds. And then a just frustrating illegal shift call. A lot of people a little frustrated with that. We're going to come on now. What's going on? Third and six. Next thing you know, Favre says enough's enough with only 27 seconds left and no timeouts. Just beautiful orchestration of this offense with no timeouts, by the way, by Brett Favre. Like, just legendary. And he threw a perfect pass to Vasante Shenko to tie the game. And ladies and gentlemen, it's like this team is going to win this game. You can, you can tell. Even though overtime has been such a plague to this team the last couple of years. This was spectacular football down the stretch. In three and a half minutes, the, the score went from 24-10 to 10 to 24-24. And just beautiful. Welcome back, Brett Favre. Welcome back, 2009 Vikings. This was... An outstanding finish. But it wasn't over yet. The Arizona Cardinals won the coin toss. They called heads. Yeah, the Vikings, every time the Vikings call heads, they lose. Oh, but the Cardinals sure the heck didn't uh, lose. Oh, but they lost when their offense took over because the Vikings defensive line with Jared Allen (laughs) destroyed Derek Anderson and that Cardinals offense before they could even move. And next thing you know, the Vikings were running the ball with Adrian Peterson because you can run again now. You don't have to worry about the clock as much. It's a tie game now. As long as you get in the field goal range, and the Vikings sure the heck did. Adrian Peterson, phenomenal down the stretch with a 29-yard run along the way. Just huge. Okay, officially a 30-yard run during this drive. Peterson finally able to get the ball again. The Vikings were so far behind, they only could rush the ball 15 times, or Adrian could only rush the ball 15 times. Favre threw the ball 47 times. Kind of reminiscent of the old Warren Moon games back in the day when the Vikings would make a spectacular comeback against this kind of a mediocre team at home and win it. This was kind of like that. But Favre's better than Warren Moon, ladies and gentlemen. I'll remind you. And uh, what a spectacular finish. Ryan Longwell able to get a 35-yard field goal. To clear the uprights perfectly, and uh, hey, to go from two and six and firing Brad Childress to three and five and heading to Chicago with momentum like I've I never would have expected. You can't tell me, as an experienced Viking fan, this is my 19th year watching this team, 19th year following this team, third year covering it, no, fourth year covering it. Excuse me, 2007, 2008, 2009. Okay, fourth year covering it. This being about as this being more frustrating than 2007, <laughs> by the way. He had a more talented team than that one. Um, yeah, just a little more talented. Um, yeah, I've been around as long as Adrian, at least, till he's covering it. <laughs> but um, anyhow, 
this is one of the most spectacular finishes of my four-year, four, three-and-a-half-year career, whatever, covering this team. This was amazing, just amazing, and uh, I'll, I'll take it. And uh, No, but like I was saying, you can't tell me the Vikings don't have momentum going into Chicago and don't have a good chance to win that game. The Vikings have been snake bit in Chicago the past several years. 06, 07, 08, 09, yeah, just snake bit there in close games. Usually in fairly sloppy games, turnovers. Let's keep the turnovers down. Adrian Peterson still has not lost a fumble, thank God. I'll keep that quiet here tonight and knock on wood. Um, very exciting indeed. Uh, but before I, but the, we're going to preview the Chicago game last. Uh, we're going to get to the uh, Facebook group and Twitter responses from you out there. Facebook group and Facebook page. Again, not going to be able to mention everything because it's just going to be too busy if I do. So uh, I'm going to take a quick break and be right back after this. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 76. A reminder again for iPod users, Microsoft Zoom, and other MP3 players. Thanks again, always, for joining the show. Again, check out thesportstuff.com. Get to that later as well when we get to the contact details of thesportstuff.com. All right, Facebook group, Facebook group, Facebook group first. No, let's do the Twitter first. Excuse me. Only a few to get to, which, you know, yep, we'll just get to them right away here. Uh, first and foremost, twitter.com forward slash purple mafia show. Twitter.com forward slash purple mafia show. Should have no problem finding that. So if you have a Twitter account, give me a follow and uh, encourage your friends to do the same as well. So let's get to the mentions here. MN Sports Chuck, good to hear from you again, buddy. He's from uh, Grand Marais, covers all the teams in Minnesota, except uh, uh, certain NBA franchise. He just likes to say, I wish we have an NBA franchise. I call them the Timberwolves, but yeah, that's okay. <laughs> His comment is, I'll take Joe Webb at this point, just someone to hand the ball off the ball, because he was talking about earlier, like, I can't take this anymore, Favre needs to be benched. Um, yeah, early on it looked like Favre was on the verge of getting benched, but then again, uh, what a game for Brett Favre. Um, we're all eating crow right now. We are. So, yeah, no shot taken at you, MN Sports Talk. Thanks for listening. If you are, I'm sure you are. I hope you are. Brent for Liberty. Brent Jacobson. I kind of like the purple pants with a purple jersey. I just wish the team was playing better. And, uh, yeah, I thought those were phenomenal. I really thought the full purple uniform is phenomenal. I love it. I love it. They should wear the purple pants on the road, you know. They should, like on the old days. And I got a feeling they're going to. After what happened today, you, you put those purple pants on and enjoy. Wear it all the way to the Super Bowl if this team does it. Wouldn't that be something? The old purple pants thing where people blame the poor purple pants for uh, Jim Marshall running the ball back the wrong way to get a safety for the opposing team, which I don't remember. Recovered a fumble and ran the wrong way. Wrong way Marshall, which was known for a lot more than running the wrong way, by the way. Uh, yeah, so we'll leave it there. Known for being a fantastic football player on this in this organization that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, I might add. Dan Taylor from New New England, from excuse me, the from England, the real England, the UK. He says, "Good Lord, we really do suck, don't we?" And that's what was going on at the time. And hell yeah, we sucked at the at the time. <laughs> for, for for the last three and a half minutes, we were phenomenal. But after, outside of that, oh, we sucked. Brent comments again. When does Ziggy drop the axe on Childress today or tomorrow? It would have been today or tomorrow. Now it might be next week or the week after or the end of the year or next year. We'll see how that goes. Botanist, again, nice to hear from you. He says this is sickening, and yes, it was. Brent for Liberty again, that being Brent Jacobson. This is the final tweet, by the way. I have a bad feeling on this Vikings game, but damn, this defense has been stepping up when it matters most. And yes, (laughs) This week, they sure the heck did, other than that horrible uh, touchdown, horrible tackling by uh, Hussein Abdullah, who's been phenomenal this year. The biggest surprise in this team outside of today's game has been Hussein Abdullah. Asher Allen has been a bust thus far. I am not happy with Asher Allen. 
since he has put a Minnesota Vikings uniform on. A lot of us were excited, thinking he was a, kind of a steal in the draft and was at the second, third round, whatever, in 2009. Oh, he's a steal, all right. He's stealing from us. Uh, he's stealing. <laughs> he's stealing. Yeah, he sucks right now. He's sucked so far since he's played for the Vikings. Uh, stats of note, though, I better get to this. When you talk about passing the ball around all over the place, look at these numbers. First and foremost, though, Brett Favre completed 36 of 46 passes. That's right, 36 of 47, excuse me, good for almost 77%, 446 yards. That is a career high for the Mississippian, Brett Favre. Two touchdowns, two interceptions, a quarterback rating of about 102. But now we'll get to the numbers that just alarm you. Nine catches for Percy Harvin, 126 yards. Nine catches for Bernard Berrien. Holy crap, Batman! Yeah, yeah, I... I <laughs> nine catches for Bernard Berrien? That's about... Shoot, I think he. I don't think he had nine catches coming into this game. In fact, I'm, if he did, I'd be shocked. Nine catches in one game. There. I am a fish... And yes, that was pure sincerity. No sarcasm involved. Bernard Berrien, you know what? Way to handle adversity, way to handle opportunity as well. The adversity all year, including myself, calling for your head, multiple fans out there calling for your head, including myself on this microphone. Randy Moss is kicked out of here by Brad Childress, much to I, my chagrin and many others. And you, Brent Berrien, step up, Brent. Brent <laughs> Bernard Berrien, why Brett Favre is on my, just stuck in my brain here, I'm sorry. Bernard Berrien. B squared, double B, whatever, with a phenomenal effort in this game. And uh, I am giving you credit 100% of the way. You did a phenomenal job, Bernard Berry. And I almost called him Brent again. What the hell? Brent Jacobson and Brett Favre. You guys got to get out of my head here. <laughs> Greg Camarillo with four catches and 66 yards. Adrian Peterson with four catches and 63 yards. Vasante Shanko with four catches and 66 yards. Greg Flippin' slow-ass Lewis with four catches and 30 yards. Wow. Just, wow. What a game. What a game by these guys. What a game. It was just uh, not able to finish down the stretch. Favre did get this team in field goal range multiple times. Now, by the way, Ray Edwards is just ridiculous today as well, along with Jared Allen and um, Chad Greenway was really good, of course. Um... Wow, the way to spread the ball around. Freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. This is what the West Coast offense is all about, folks. Spreading the ball around. Why do they call it the West Coast? Because the West Coast is wide. There is a variety of using everybody on your offense. Not going for the home run play every time. Spreading the ball around. That's why they call it the West Coast offense. For the first time this season, the West Coast offense was incorporated by the Minnesota Vikings. Congratulations. Okay, Facebook group and Facebook page for Purple Mafia. We'll start at the group here. I'm going to, again, try to keep it short. I, I have to. Uh, several people, I'll just kind of vary here early on until we get a little bit further up because this was just ridiculous this whole week. Uh, several people talking about why isn't Childress going to get fired, what the hell's going on. Come on, Zygmunt Wilf, wake up. And I said, wave Jared Allen like as a joke. <laughs> yeah, because Jared Allen has been terrible until today. Um, I'm going to read this real quick because it's yep. Anthony Batista, that being Anthony from L.A. I think Chile knows he's out soon, so he's just trying to bleep this team up so bad. The next guy looks even worse. Yep. Sounds like several politicians out there, too, but uh, we'll keep going. Uh, Chris Tucker. So Moss yelled at a food service person, and instead of finding or punishing him, we cut him. Now we lose everything, and what happens to Moss? He gets to move on without anything punishing him. Stupid, stupid, stupid. I love that line, and I read it on the last show. Sorry about that. I did. I just realized that. Mm -hmm. I will personally take Childress out of his office and finding a nursing home for him. This is ridiculous. Where's Ziggy? That generated an incredible amount of responses. That was Dan Doro. Again, I announced the Purple Mafia show page on Thursday. Very exciting. I finally just got 
put my dug my feet in and got that done. We'll continue. Anthony Batista, Anthony from LA. Says, okay, I'm over the Mosfet. Saw film of the last two uh, last two game tapes. He clearly took about 20 plays off, including a touchdown I, I could have caught. And yes, that was the big one in uh, New England. That kind of stuff, that kind of BS, is something that I would consider cutting somebody. I'm going to be honest. I love Moss, just love him to death. But that was horse crap. I almost, I got, I was so close to just dropping the S in the, there. I did drop the S last week. Um, but I gotta keep that a little few and far between. I'll keep that off mic. Um, we'll continue. That really was horse crap, though. I mean, that was bull. I mean, I think he was trying to get Sheldris fired. He figured he was gonna be a part of this team because he's worth trillions of dollars, and we'll just get rid of Childress and, and be better next year. That's probably what Moss is thinking. Anyhow, aside from all the other ruckus he caused, we clearly don't need that. So I'm ready to stick with what we got coach included for now but he's on a very short leash and you damn straight he's on a short leash he was gonna get fired today until 334 334 showed on the clock that's when the, that's when the stuff changes dramatically chris tucker responds with i agree let's get out and start pushing this bandwagon again and get it running smooth with a win this week and uh well said and well done well said by chris tucker well done by the vikings with 300, with 3 minutes and 34 left remaining. Okay, if I talk about uh, the Facebook page, I'll get to that again in a second. Very important. Um, Anthony Vermelli with a couple more comments here. He says, great day for football. The 90-degree heat wave is over. That is over with here in Southern Cali. It's a nice 70 here today, especially since I'm the only Viking fan here in the state. Well, maybe, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get the feeling even if, like, the Chargers move to L.A., Anthony's going to be sticking with this team, and I appreciate that. Let's just hope the Vikings don't move there. That would be a bummer. That really would. Um, let's continue. Anthony, final comment on the group. 29 seconds to go at half with two timeouts, and we take a knee. And, yeah, we talked about that earlier. That was, yeah, that was a very debated pro- uh, issue right there. I would have probably tried to at least throw to the sideline a couple times. You know, I mean, why not? Why not? Try to throw to the sideline, you know, not down the middle of the field because that's when you can get an interception. Um, that's, of course, what Childress is afraid of. Brett Favre has been extremely interception-prone this year, and I guess that's the number one reason why the Vikings took the knee. Uh, but, no, I, I'm leaning on Anthony's side there. Yeah, I am. But, uh, again, you know, that's not something you fire Childress over. You fire Childress over the team quitting, and the team didn't just yet, so we'll continue. Uh, Facebook group, hey, yeah, you're still more than welcome to join it. Simply click in the search bar, Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings Show, and there you go. Then join join that group. Um, yeah, you're still more than welcome to join it. I'm not going to be complaining. It's just ultimately the Facebook page will be easier to find when when I'm able to have it say facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, which it can't just yet because it needs to have 100 likes on it. And I encourage all of you, please, please click like. Please find the Purple Mafia Show page. Type in Purple Mafia Show in the search bar, and that's it. Just type in Purple Mafia Show. Make sure it's the page, not the group. Click like. Please click like as soon as you can. I'd appreciate it very much. Uh, I know there's more than 100 of, you, 100 of you listening to this show right now. Please get on there and do that. Then I can officially change it, change the URL because then it's more of a legit, uh, you know, people will know this is a legit uh, page. It's not just someone screwing around. Uh, so I'll be able to take that uh, URL and put it up there, and then we can really get busy. I can start just saying facebook.com forward slash Real Mafia Show, and people can find it a lot quicker on Google that way as well. Just random people screwing around that are interested in the Vikings can find the page, and then ultimately me, the show, <laughs> the show. So there you go. That was a cute rhyme. Let's get to the page right now. A few comments on there. Yeah, mentioned. Very exciting to have it, though. Oh, okay, yeah, a few comments. Yeah, a few. Just too many. That's that's why I'm going to be careful. Yep, Tony L. Coleman, I'm going to stay on the air, was the first to join, and he was the guy pushing it the most. Welcome, Twineball, Tony. 
to the Facebook page. Uh, Sebastian loves the hat that I took a picture. I took a, I put my picture up there with me wearing a hat that says Mafia on it. And you know why it does. It's not because I'm a gangster who thinks he's cool. It's because I'm the host of Purple Mafia. Why not get a hat that says it for that purpose? It's fun. Sebastian, of course, saying he's in. Brent Jacobs and putting a picture of Carl Gerbschmidt on. Of course, that guy is a part of the bit with the KFAN. Um, a goofball Packer fan. I'm pretty sure he's fictional. <laughs> but still an interesting, fun bit that the, they've done for a while. Say the Packers. You know, that's how that guy talks in that show. Neil, Nate Dog Thiesing on board saying, Hey, Joe, it's Nate Dog. I love the show. Started the first discussion shop topic for you. Let's beat those Cardinals on Sunday. Go Vikes. Thanks for that, Neil. Always love to hear from you. Andre. Andre is on board. He says, Someone on my friends list defended Childress. Could you think of any redeeming qualities? Viking fans overwhelmingly prefer Tice over him, and Tice wasn't exactly a fan favorite. They were calling for his head in 2002. Brent Jacobson responds to Andre with, well, under Major Dad, or Chile, we've won two NFC t- North titles and we're a heartbreak from the Super Bowl. That's my token defense of Chile. Yeah, I mean, that's a good that's a good defense. It, it is. I mean, we've done more under uh, Chile, I guess, but we've also had a hell of a lot more talent uh, and a lot more generous owner. Uh, Red McCombs is one of the cheapest bastards in the history of the NFL and in spo- and the pres- history of owning a professional sports club. Yep, even worse than Carl Polad and uh, and uh, Sterling over in Los Angeles Clipper land. We're talking cheap MF, you know. Okay, that was really bad that I used those two letters, but at least they kept it to the letters. Yeah, we he, he wouldn't even he wouldn't even keep the ship in the front yard of Winter Park in good shape. I mean, how cheap do you got to be? You're the, the you gotta be, it's representing your business. Would you let your like your would you let something in your yard? Of, of your business just rot? That's pretty pathetic, isn't it? That doesn't make much sense. What a cheap son of a gun. All right, let's continue. Farzine Vesugian, host of the Chief Zone, says, way to spam it on my wall when I put my page on his wall, not on his show page, because I'm not going to be mean to him. The Chief Zone also has this page, of course. Maybe be supportive of Farzine and click like on that as well. Facebook.com forward slash the Chief Zone. And I bitched about the 13 likes. <laughs> I was just having fun, though. Luke Rasmussen says, now you got 14. I clicked like, and thanks, Luke Rasmussen, for joining. Appreciate it very much. Then I talk about the 100 likes thing. We'll move on from that. Tony Twineball says, I think that we win either way today if current rumors are true. We either get another win or Chile gets fired. That sounds like a win-win to me. Of course, if the rumors are true, he says. And, uh, you know, I agree with that statement. I was actually kind of excited about the thought of Childress not being a, <laughs> the Vikings coach, which is kind of mean to say, but whatever. We'll move on. I'd rather win, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Childress did not cost the Vikings the game in New Orleans. The turnovers did, but we'll just continue. Man, Childress could have had a ring last year. Isn't that crazy? Think about that. Very interesting article put up here by Twineball again, Tony. A confrontation between Minnesota Vikings coach Brad Childress and receiver Percy Harvin grew so heated Friday afternoon that coaches and players were forced to separate them to prevent a physical exchange, according to team sources. That was a phenomenal find there by Tony. A very interesting stuff. Very cool. That was on ESPN. Great to have that on the page. Tony, always great about putting articles on there and Appreciate it very, very much. Do check that out, those of you out there. Uh, the belief is that it was not about, like, just fighting because of disagreement with each other about uh, football in general. Uh, per, or Supposedly, it was about, some people believe that it was about uh, Childress calling out Percy for not practicing hard. But the other belief is that it was simply Chile wanted Percy Harvin to get a uh, x-ray on his ankle, and Percy said, no, I know my own body, and supposedly that's what it was about. Um, well, we'll f- just have to put those two up there, and I guess we'll let you decide. We we report, you decide, right, Tony? <laughs> that's about it right now. And forgive me for using the Fox News slogan, I don't support or not support Fox News, I'm just not, I just used it, 
sorry. Um, Tony again says, well, after that failed attempt on fourth down, this game is over, fire Childress. And yeah, remember that? Oh, it looked over all right. <laughs> oh, Tony, Tony, Tony. That's funny. And you know what? You know what, Tony? You you don't have to apologize for that. You don't. Was there anyone in this world that would have thought the Vikings were going to come back and win that game with how light, lack of clutch ability this team has? There's just no way. So he says, okay, now it's tied up. Maybe I spoke too soon. Why can't these guys play like this all the time? Wow, I eat my words. These guys need to do this every game. P.S. I still want Chili gone. Yeah, they do need to do this every game, and I don't know where it's been, quite honestly. Sebastian Balls finds his way onto the page. Great to have you again, buddy. He's, uh, is the magic back? Tony says, why don't they do this every week? Sebastian says, because Moss was here. I think it's probably better he is gone. So, yeah, a little change of tone by a lot of the Viking faithful and Purple Mafia faithful about Randy Moss. Anthony has changed his tone. Sebastian has changed his tone. Very interesting. And uh, I'm more on the neutral side. I love Moss as a player. Hated his attitude. And I hated the lack of production. Was it Chili's fault not getting in the ball? Partially. Favre's fault? Partially. Moss, lack of effort? Partially. They were all at fault. So, uh, all right. Well, we're not going to go to break now. We're just going to get this wrapped up. It is time to talk about the bits, the bits, and the rhinos. <laughs> you guys remember, uh, do you guys remember talking football back in the day? You guys remember that? Talking football? The bits and the rhinos. Yep, that's what it always say, the bits instead of the Bears. Well, the Bits are going to be hosting the Minnesota Vikings next week. Earl Bennett, Johnny Knox, Greg Olson. Oh, yeah, Matt Forte and Jay Cutler, too. Jay Cutler and the uh, Chicago Bears went against Ryan Fitzpatrick and the improving but winless... No? Yeah, improving but winless (laughs) Buffalo Bills, the best 0-8 team in history. Buffalo Bills, and yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a better quarterback than he gets credit, by the way, and a lot of people will tell you that. Jay Keller did not throw an interception today. What? Headline news, that should be at the top of the box score. That should be at the top of the headline for the Bears. Jay Cutler did not throw an interception in today's game. Oh, but it was the Buffalo Bills, so we'll just leave it as is. Matt Forte with 50 yards. Uh, Matt Forte has certainly been an outstanding uh, improvement over last year. A sophomore slump, great rookie year, horrible sophomore year, a very solid junior year, Matt Forte. But really a better start than uh, than right now. Started off better than he's playing right now, to be honest. Still a threat catching the ball along with running it. Chester Taylor is Chester Taylor. i got to think he's going to have some pointers for the coaches over there. Though the Bears know the Vikings fairly well. Taylor rushed the ball 10 times today for 13 yards. Yuck. Uh, the, the Bears running game, not good today at all. The passing game wasn't anything special, but good enough. About 200 yards of fairly inaccurate passing, but no interceptions by Jay Cutler. Quarterback rating of about 97.6. Two touchdowns in the day. The Bears defense, still nothing special. Nobody's really scared of the Bears defense or the Bears offense. But they are 5-3, and three. and they're 5-3 and three for a reason because, yeah, God forbid, ladies and gentlemen, God forbid, the Chicago Bears are a talented football team. That's why. Yeah, they are. <laughs> did I just say that on the air? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Now, I just said how the Chicago Bears defense isn't that good. Well, yardage-wise, they're the third-best defense in football. Um, you're going to – they give up 305 yards a game total. They give up 80, about 89 yards on the ground and about 216 in the air a very balanced defense by the bears it's not specifically good in one and weak in the other like the steelers rush defense is ridiculous and their pass defense isn't really all that great it's middle of the road the bears are very good at both uh they have nine interceptions on the year 12 forced fumbles so hang on to the ball adrian remember that huge fumble he had last year in chicago um this is going to be a very good football game, I think. Brett Favre certainly does know how to pass on the Packers. He has been very successful 
Uh, over the years, though, the Bears are, what, second? No, third in the NFL in, in interceptions this year. Tampa Bay is first. The uh, Slackers, no, the Titans are, excuse me, <laughs> the Titans are second. Actually, the Bears are fifth with nine. They're tied with a few other teams at fifth, but, yeah, stupid lines are too close together. Um, but, yeah, the 12 forced fumbles, that's what I was looking at. They're third in forced fumbles. That's what it is. So that's what you got to watch out for. The Bears do force turnovers. They do have nine interceptions and 12 forced fumbles in the year. One defensive touchdown. Uh, the sacks, though, they don't really get to the quarterback very much, which could be exciting news for the Vikings. <laughs> the Vikings were the worst in the league in that category, tied with a couple others, Cincinnati and Tampa. Uh, the Bears, not so good at, at pressuring the quarterback. So, again, you got to think the Favre is going to get loose a little bit in this game. And if he does, I think the Vikings can capitalize and win the game. The Bears' rush defense has been a, has been tough for Adrian Peterson. Uh, well, it was tough last year. It was tough last year for Peterson in Chicago. Before that, he was more of a Bear killer, but not last year, especially not in that not in the Bears game. It was a little bit frustrating. A little more of the uh, two yards and a cloud of dust sound effect. We all know what that is. I'm going to leave that off today because yeah give that a break for a week because um, he had such a solid game today. <laughs> we'll leave that alone. Uh, another game where it's kind of more of a balanced approach, but I got to think passing is going to be of the essence in this game. Brett Favre is not going to have to really worry about pressure as much as you would uh, in a different uh, against a different team. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like he's going against the Steelers with 20 sacks this year, or the Packers at 24. Remember that? That was fun. Or the Titans with 26. Pretty good. So, yeah, I got to think there's going to be some more passing than there is going to be uh, running, but you're going to run a little. I mean, you're going to start out probably running the ball. Chicago Bears on the offensive side of the ball, not so great this year at all. In fact, they're the sixth worst team on the offensive side of the ball so far this year. Their running game has really been disappointing. The passing game, well, it's what it is. It's mediocre. Mediocre to slightly above average. Good receivers, not great. And a above average quarterback who is reckless and throws a lot of interceptions. So that's pretty much what's going on there. Vikings need to get to <laughs> Jay Cutler as much as they can. Now, here's another encouraging thing. The, the Bears' offensive line struggled mightily earlier in the year, and against the Giants, it was unbelievable. Jay Cutler is pretty erratic, and if the defensive line can play anything like they did today, the Vikings will win the game next week, for sure. Now, you know you're not going to have the home crowd behind you this time around, but you are going to be wearing the purple pants. The purple pants of the purple people eaters will show up in Chicago, and I do believe the Vikings bring this momentum into Chicago and score 27 points again to the Bears, 17. Yeah. The Vikings are going to defeat the Bears 27-17 to in Soldier Field. Much to the chagrin of the Bears fans, the Chicago faithful, and the currently 5-3 and three Bears. And things will get pretty close in the NFC North at the end of next week's game. So with that, we're going to get to contact details. We are going to clear the hour, it looks like. Doggone it. <laughs> well... It's Purple Mafia. You know, always so much to talk about. It's endless. This could be a three-hour show if I wanted it to be. It could. But uh, you get the idea. All right. We have a message boards on the sportsstuff.com. Please do click on the button in the upper right-hand corner of the TSS boards. That's, uh, that says TSS boards. Excuse me. Simply click on that. Then click register and join up. Talk about football on those boards. We'd appreciate it very, very much. Don't forget the call-in line, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. That is how Brent Jacobson joined, and I'd like you to join as well. Notice he mentioned this is per for Purple Mafia at the beginning because it's a voicemail, so Dylan Richardson knows who it's for, and he doesn't have to necessarily listen to the whole call before he gives it to me. Then I can take care of the call myself. Put you on the show, and here we go. Rock on another stupid rhyme that was not intended. It just happened that way. Uh, Paladino Live at Yahoo.com is my email address. Of course, the Twitter account, Purple Mafia Show, or excuse me, Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, the Facebook group, and of course, the Facebook page. For the group, type in Pur uh, Purple Mafia 
Minnesota Vikings show, or to find the page, which I really prefer at this point, would be great. Type in Purple Mafia Show and uh, click like. Click the like button on the lower left-hand area of the page. And when I get to 100 likes, I can finally start saying Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Until then, we're going to have to count on that stupid search bar on Facebook.com. So uh, you get the idea. Thanks again for listening. The Vikings will win in Chicago for the first time in a while. And uh, boy, am I ever looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. I think the Vikings' momentum is going to put this team on a roll. I do. All right. We'll talk to you hopefully next week. I forgot to mention that, uh, yeah, this. Uh, if I'm not back next week, it's because the cleanups got to me too much. And, uh, yeah, I'll mention that on the page in the group as well. Um, so if I'm not back next week, don't worry. I should uh, be at the latest I'll miss, at the most, I'll miss two to three weeks, but I don't think that's going to happen. I'll probably at least get one show in in the next two to three weeks. Maybe all of them if I'm lucky. If not, well, I'm, I'm really sorry. So we'll see what happens. Do take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.